everyone, and welcome to the One Man Renegade Podcast. I am your host, the Honorable Greg B, and this is episode, sorry, it's chapter, it's episode, it's chapter, number 60, and we finally made it. Yes, today is the release and the beginning of the Infinity War. Um, and with, of course, if you're not familiar with what I'm talking about, I'm talking, of course, about the Avengers Infinity War comes out today. Um, well, technically it really came out last night, but, um, um, if you were really a technical, it's not out yet because I'm recording this ahead of time. But the point is, as you're listening to this, the movie is out, it is in the theaters, it is happening. So whatever that spoiler that the Russo brothers didn't want anyone to say anything, hopefully they didn't. And hopefully that hasn't been spoiled for you. And, um, yeah, but so today, uh, we're going to take a little trip back in time um throughout the last 10 years um as they've been building for this infinity war and while technically the infinity war isn't the end of phase three of the marvel cinematic universe um it's the beginning of the end i guess um you know everything prior to this has kind of been leading up to this point and now this is kind of going to be the culmination as it were of phase three even though it won't actually end until uh, next year when they have the second part of this infinity war which originally was just called going to be infinity war part one and part two uh but then they decided not to do that but they still haven't released a name for the fourth movie yet or the fourth avengers movie yet uh supposedly they have a name already picked out it just they can't release it yet because it will give away some spoilers apparently to uh infinity war um but yeah, I don't know what that means, and I don't know means I don't know what that means. They will release that name probably not until they drop the trailer, which probably won't be till sometime later in the summer. I'd imagine. Um, I kind of think they. I mean, obviously they want people to go see the movie. You don't want to ruin it by dropping the name of, you know, if it's you know, uh, Marvel. You know, if it's Avengers, um, event like Avenge. The Avengers avenge uh, Captain America. You kind of know. It's like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> what is that? Oh, okay. They're going to avenge him. Um, that would mean he's dead, presumably. Uh, so that would give away something. Or Iron Man or whoever. Thor. Doesn't doesn't really matter. Like, supposedly people are going to die in this one. Um, who knows who, who knows when. Uh, but, you know, stuff's going to go down. It kind of has to. Um, uh but the one guy it won't be is Spider-Man. But I only, and I only say that because they're doing another Spider-Man homecoming. So can't really kill Spider-Man if you're going to do another Spider-Man. Uh, and I don't really think that would be their call anyway. That's a Sony thing. Yeah, if, if, if the Avengers were like, yeah, we're going to kill Spider-Man in the next Avengers movie. So wouldn't Sony just be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You can't do that. I'm sorry. No way. I mean, thank thank you for your help and letting us include him in the MCU and all. But uh, no, don't go, don't go spill Don't go... Don't go killing our Spider-Man or nothing. Um, but yeah, all right. So today, what I'm going to do um, in this very special uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe episode, I'm going to rank the previous 18 movies leading up to Infinity War uh, in order, uh, my personal opinion. I mean, you know, I mean, my opinion probably differs in certain areas over other people's opinions. Uh, certainly with a couple of the movies, um, although I think the ones that I have 
the the bottom of my list are probably you know pretty similar to most people's uh maybe tweaked here and there but um yeah all right <laughs> let's get to it shall we all right so you know there's there's been 10 18 movies in the past 10 years that have been directly connected to the MCU um now there's been tv shows and other sort of like short films and and whatnot that are somehow connected um i mean the netflix episodes aren't really i mean they mention stuff that has happened in the um in the movies but like there's no specific crossover uh as opposed to avengers of uh, agents of shield which is definitely connected. It definitely felt more connected when it first started. They've kind of like drifted apart, as it were, as it's gone along. Um, I mean, and I, like the show, like the Runaways. I I don't remember it having any real connection. Um, uh, Agent Carter was obviously a continuation of uh, Captain America: The First Avenger, um, but uh, you know. Ultimately, it never really connected back into anything because it only lasted a couple seasons, and I don't know how it would have anyways. So, um, but yeah, I guess uh, they just wanted to continue the story of Agent Carter uh, for that. And it, you know, first season was good, second season not so much. But we're just talking about the movies strictly, the eighteen movies that have come out uh, since uh, you know they've started this whole thing. So no blades don't count. X Men is part of a different universe. Uh, uh, you know, and so, and so forth and so on. Um, uh, the Punisher movies <laughs> don't count. Um, Fantastic Four. There's been a lot of Marvel movies over the last uh, 20 years or so, but um, over the last 10, specifically to the MCU, there have been 18 movies. So let's just get started, start off. Um, and um, this first movie, uh, number 18 on my list, I'm going 18 to 1. Um, it uh, came out uh, in November of 2013. Uh, it made $85 million opening weekend, so not terrible. Uh, overall, domestic gross did 206 Worldwide did $244. Um, so, you know, middle, middle of the road, kind of towards the bottom of the list in terms of that sort of stuff, but middle of the road, I would say. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes score is 66. Metacritic was 54. Uh, IMDb it is currently at seven. Cinema score gave it an A minus, which to me is a bit surprising. But given that the lowest score on this entire list is B plus, um, that that's not that's not totally that far off, I guess. I didn't see this one in the theaters. Um, it is Thor: The Dark World. Yes, Thor: The Dark World is not a good movie. Uh, the fact that it has 66 on Rotten Tomatoes and 54 on Metacritic and is a 7 on IMDb, let alone the A- cinema score, just boggles my mind. I don't know who these people are that really like this movie. Like, I, I literally have watched it three times. And when I say watched it, uh, let me rephrase that. I've literally tried to watch the whole thing three times, and I've fallen asleep all three times. And it's not like I was watching it in the middle of the night. Like, right before I went to bed or something. Maybe one of the times I was. Last time I tried to watch it, and uh, to be honest, I've watched all the... In the last couple weeks, few... You know, last month or so, I've watched all of the... Um, all of the movies over again, in order, 
except for Black Panther. I didn't get to check that out again because it's not on home video yet. So unless I want to go to the theaters to see it again, which I haven't, um, there's really no way else to watch it. Um, uh, I'm not going to watch any bootleg videos of it. I've already seen it in theater. There's no point in that. Um, but uh, that's the previous one I had seen prior to any of these. So I guess it, you know, I've watched them all in a row in a certain order. But uh, yeah. Um, but my point is, I just most I just recently watched this, and I watched it like the middle of the day, and still fell asleep <laughs> towards the end. Don't know what it is. I asked my buddy about it. He said he he tried to watch it twice, and the same thing has happened to him. He's falling asleep. Now I know what happens at the end, so it's not like I missed much. Uh, <laughs> but there's I don't think anything I missed ever was ever anything that's gonna change my opinion on this film. Uh, no, it is not a good film. It is not my favorite, uh, Thor movie. It's not my favorite MCU movie. Uh, I don't know if it's my least favorite. It's definitely, it's not my least favorite superhero movie. I'll say that. Uh, I I don't know what would be, but certainly one of those Fantastic Fours, if not all of them, might be below Thor War, Dark World and Superman 4 is pretty terrible. Spider-Man 3 is pretty bad. Um, Suicide Squad, not 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 a great movie either. But we're not counting those. We're just talking strictly MCU. So Thor Dark World is number 18. All right, moving next. Um, this movie came out in May May 7th of 2010. Um, opening weekend, it did $128 million. So you can't really like... I mean, it did it, it was popular. Overall, it did 312 uh, domestic, 623 worldwide. And 73% Rotten Tomatoes, 57 Metacritic, 7 on IMDb. It got an A on CinemaScore. Um, I didn't see it in theaters. You know, a lot of these movies get a lot of good numbers. It's questionable at best why that is um, in terms of the Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic. Um, IMDb is a different kind of thing, so I can't, you can't really judge it on that. Uh, that's just more of like, oh, what do the fans think more so than anything else? But uh, as far as I'm concerned, this movie is the second worst of the MCU, and that is Iron Man 2. Um, you know, Iron Man, and we'll get to that, was a solid movie. Um, and then they followed it up, not in the MCU sense, but followed that Iron Man with the next Iron Man. Um, there was Hulk in between, which we'll get to in a minute. Um, and they just really dropped the ball. And I don't know what it is about this movie because the Justin Hammer character by uh, Sam Rockwell is really cool, but the movie itself is just, I don't know. It's just not good. (laughs) It is not good. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot of the same beats from the first one, uh, just not as good. And then, I mean, you're trading out Jeff Bridges' character, the, the bad guy, for you know, Ricky Mickey Rourke, which, you know, he was on, you know, he was on fire at the time because of the wrestler, but honestly, his character was boring and snooze fest. And his character just, you know, even just, uh, there's the bad guy, it was just, no, no thanks. Um, and the movie was just blah. And, uh, yeah, it didn't. It wasn't good. It just really wasn't good, and it was really disappointing, considering 
how good the first one was. Despite its 73% Rotten Tomatoes score. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> um, yeah. So there you go. Yeah, Iron Man 2 is number 17. Alright, my number 16, I just mentioned it. Uh, it came out uh, in June of 2008. Made $55 million open weekend and $134 uh, domestic. 263 worldwide it's the least uh uh least successful at the box the box office uh movie of the mcu a lot of people don't even really consider it part of the mcu um it's got 67 rotten tomato 68 metacritic 6.1 on imdb which that imdb is the lowest on here and rotten tomato is a tad above uh dark world but the metacritic score is fairly high which is surprising. Uh, I got an A minus at Cinema Score. I did not see it in theaters. It is Incredible Hulk. And the problem with this movie, in you know, it's not a great movie. Um, the Hulk has had a a weird run in terms of um, cinematic movies. I mean, obviously. Um, you know, the old school TV show was, you know, in and of itself was really good, but, you know, that didn't, that was a story of the week type of thing. I know, I know they had the movies too, but those were kind of like integral with the the TV show and stuff. Whereas this was like, all right, you know who the Hulk is, here he is, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's like, we're not going to bore you with the, like all the in, inane details of how he became the Hulk necessarily. It's just like, here's he is, he's the Hulk, blah, blah, blah. They go over it really quick. Which apparently, that's the issue with this because when they wrote the movie, and I think it was Zach Penn wrote this movie, um, you know, he had this movie set in line, and then Edward Norton came in and was like, "Hey, do you mind if I do some rewrites?" And he basically just rewrote the movie, and then there was a whole debate on which version they were going to use, and you know, the studio got mad and bunch of people got mad and everyone got mad ultimately that's part of the reason why edward norton didn't continue on as the hulk the other problem with this movie is no one else from this movie has ever been in any of the other movies with the brief exception of thunderbolt ross in captain america civil war and obviously the brief appearance of iron man just to tie it into the mcu to begin with so a lot of people don't even really consider this one like really part of it and the problem other problem was they just did a Hulk movie like a couple years earlier the Eric Banya one I think it came out in 2003 I want to say so it was only five years off and then it was like all right we're gonna redo it you know different character but basically same story or a different actor I should say but basically the same story they just changed switched out the actors and you know threw an abomination too um which again they even make a joke about abomination <laughs> And I, I I forget what short it is, but there's one of the shorts and they talk about they have to go down to see Abomination and he wants to join the something and I, I don't know. I don't remember, but it, and they basically like, yeah, Abomination's he's gone. We don't need him anymore. Um, but yeah, so, you know, it, it, while it does connect the MCU, it almost like it isn't. And, you know, because on top of that, this is a universal movie. And I should mention that before about Iron Man 2. Uh, Iron Man 2 is actually Paramount because Disney didn't buy um, 
Marvel until right before the Avengers came out. Um, and then there was a whole back and forth because Paramount had a six-picture deal um, with... Uh, yeah, six-picture deal with Marvel Studios, but Marvel Studios getting bought by Disney... And it gets it got a lot of very convoluted. But the thing about this movie is this is Universal because there is a deal with Universal. Uh, Universal owns the movie rights to Hulk for specifically solo Hulk movies, uh, which is another reason why they never did another one of them. I mean, beyond it not being great and you know Edward Norton dropping out and whatever, uh, you know, you know Mark Ruffalo hasn't gotten his you know Hulk movie. Uh, and he's not going to, I wouldn't imagine, because Universal owns the rights. Yes, they allow Disney to use um, him for their movies, but if they want to do a solo Hulk movie, it has to go through Universal, and I just don't see that happening anytime soon, or ever, really. And At least not in the MCU, I, w- I wouldn't imagine. Um, but alright, let's move along. Um, number 15 on my list, uh, another Paramount one, so you know it's an early one, Um it came out uh, May sixth, two thousand eleven. Made sixty five million opening weekend, one hundred eighty one domestic, four forty nine worldwide, seventy seven on Metacritic, fifty uh, seventy seven on Rotten Tomato, fifty seven on Metacritic, seven on IMDb, B plus at the Cinema Score. Uh, I again did not see this in the theaters. Uh, it um, so it's the lowest Cinema Score, and it is. Thor. Um, yeah, so coming off of Iron Man 2, um, they released Thor. You know, so you had the Hulk, which they'd done the Hulk before. You know, he did Iron Man 2. You know, I mean, Hulk had been a character before and stuff, so it's like he wasn't really new. And Iron Man 2, they're like, alright, let's follow up with the success of Iron Man, do Iron Man 2. And then it's like, alright, well, and then we need to branch out who's next thor okay um well you know people know thor like his story isn't exactly let's say original he's the god of thunder he's odin like it's it is a marvel you know character in terms of the comics and whatnot but like thor is like you know it's it's beyond that so um yeah, so, the, you know, it was interesting that they went that route instead of, like, Captain America, which we'll get to in a minute. <laughs> so, you know, it's a tough, tough sell. And, you know, you know to, to start off where they went, start off where they did with Thor and, um, you know, then kind of integrate him into the Avengers and then again away from that. Like, I think they did a better job in Thor of that, you know, because you kind of have to take him out of his world and they put him into you know earth and kind of had him you know interact and then it's like well okay now he's in the avengers but now it's like that's that's one of the biggest problems with dark worlds like oh we'll send him back to his his world and have him figure it out and it's like ugh, no one wants to see this which is why with thor ragnarok even though he wasn't on earth in ragnarok uh you know they kind of changed the whole movie vibe up completely um and We'll see what happens with Thor, but anyways, yeah, so Thor, the first one, you know, you had Natalie Portman, you had introduced these, these random characters that basically kind of disappeared, <laughs> you know, I mean, they were, 
all in Thor and they were all in Thor 2, but other than that, really weren't other than the 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 doctor, the the uh professor guy. Um but other than that, like <laughs> none of them were really in any of the movies and didn't really connect at all uh too much with um you know, the rest of the MCU as it were. Uh, so it, it's kind of a one-off, I mean, well, I mean, not one-off, I mean, obviously they have done three of them, but I feel like it's kind of its own separate thing, um, which is true about some of the other ones too, but given some of, you know, Captain America and Iron Man certainly are all connected with a lot of these other movies, Thor kind of seems separate, and I guess that makes sense, but it just i don't know it just doesn't lend well to the entirety of the mcu um which i guess you could say about this next film in a way too actually now that i think about it and this next film came out in uh july of 2011 uh it made 65 million dollars opening weekend again uh 176 uh, overall 370 worldwide uh 79 um, Rotten Tomato, 66, Metacritic, 6.9 IMDb, got an A- at cinema score, I did not see it in theaters, uh, it's another Paramount movie, <laughs> Captain America, The First Avenger, and Captain America, The First Avenger, and Thor are very, very similar, that's why I had them back, you know, back to back here, they made the same, similar amounts of money, they have similar amounts of scores on, on whatever, um, and they're, um, you know, and that's the thing about Captain America is the first one, the first Avenger, um, it's very separate from everything else because it takes place during World War Two. So it's like way back then, you know, they obviously, you know, give you the, the the background of how he you know, who he was and how he became Captain America and all that. And then he goes and fights Nazis and whatever and the Red Skull in World War Two and then it's like, Well now what? Because he's a going to be an avenger how are we going to do that and then oh he gets frozen in ice for 40 50 60 years whatever how many years 60 years i guess um or yeah 65 years i guess i can't do math um but anyways so it's like all right well all these other characters that you saw and while some of them you see in different forms later on such as like um, Howard Stark and, and, you know, uh, Peggy Carter's sort of in, you know, some of the other ones, uh, and obviously Bucky, we'll see, you know, he, that's his kind of whole thing comes a different whole story, but all these other characters like, you know, uh, Tommy Lee Jones character or, you know, even Red Skull or whatever, um, they all sort of go away. I mean, they kind of make mention of some of them throughout the other Captain America movies, but it's like mostly... Okay, they're all gone. Now it's going to be something completely different. Uh, you know, as they tease at the end where he wakes up and thinks he's in, you know, somewhere. And then it turns out he's, you know, actually in the future to him. So, yeah, it, it, it I think it just misses the mark because it doesn't really, it fe- feels like something completely different than, than the MCU as it is. Uh, you know, then it's a little easier to like give them like a break on it because I was like, oh well, you know, they haven't really started anything yet. And I guess that's my issue here is like, look at these movies that I've been mentioning so far. Um, they're all f- 
earlier on. They're all the, the worst ones are all earlier on in in the um in the you know build up of the MCU. And I guess that's my point in terms of the the DCU or DCEU, I think. The DC Extended Universe, I think it's what it's called. DCEU. There haven't been great movies on that side, but you know, at the same time it's like um well, you know, there weren't talking great movies here either. Um and eventually they figured it out. But the thing is they kind of figured it out with Avengers in my mind, whereas Justice League was terrible terrible. <laughs> so I was like, ah crap, they didn't figure it out. Um I mean Wonder Woman was great, but again that was kind of separate. So it's almost like they're doing a better job of keeping things separate as opposed to Marvel, who does a better job of connecting everything. Um but whatever. So there you go. Number what was that? Number fourteen, Captain America, the first Avenger. Okay, now let's move on. Um, so this movie came out um, May third. It's number thirteen. May third, uh, two thousand thirteen. Uh, made a hundred seventy-four million dollars opening weekend. So huge money. Four hundred nine overall uh, domestically and uh, one point two billion worldwide. Um, it has a Rotten Tomato score of eighty. Uh, Metacritic of 62, IMDb of 7.2, I got an A, CineScore, I did not see it in theaters, and it is Iron Man 3. Um, and this is a weird one where it was Paramount and Disney. So when they when Disney bought Marvel, um, Paramount still had two movies left. They had Avengers and Iron Man 3 still left on their deal. So they basically bartered a deal where... You know, Disney would give Paramount X amount of money. They would keep their name on the on the on the film, but Disney would get everything else. Um, so you know, whatever. Who knows how that ended up working out for them? But at the same point, they weren't going to renew the deal with Paramount. So Paramount's probably just like, well, what the hell do we care? Like we're out of it anyways. So just keep our name on it anyways. People remember us. Hey, we were once DCU. Or I mean MCU. So yeah. Iron Man 3. Um, you know, it's it was definitely better than Iron Man 2. Uh, I mean, it, it did box office. It did amazing because it was coming. It was the next movie right after the Avengers. So that sort of made sense. But in terms of the movie itself, um, you know, I, and honestly, a lot of people, a lot of people's issue with this was the whole Mandarin thing where they teased the uh, ben Kingsley was the Mandarin and then turned out he really wasn't the Mandarin. He was just an actor and it was really um, Guy Pierce that was sort of the Mandarin, but it was like, yeah, he's not really the Mandarin that people knew from like the comics and stuff. It was more Ben Kingsley's character, but then he wasn't the Mandarin. So it very confusing. Um, and I guess my biggest issue here was... Um, you know, there was the whole thing with all the different suits and whatever, and that was fine. And, you know, War Machine kind of played a bigger role, I guess, in this one. But uh, the whole thing with the kid. The kid in, like, the random, like, podunk town in whatever, Tennessee or whatever it was, like, helping Tony out and, like, saving the day and whatever. It was just like, really? What the hell is this crap? Oh man, that just annoyed me to all to all sorts of degrees. Uh, 
Yeah, it's not a, it's not great. Um, it's better than, I mean, it's better than the other ones. I feel like because they continued the story with the Avengers. You know, the whole Tony having kind of PTSD from uh, the fight in New York or whatever. That that part was kind of cool and kind of continued the whole storyline of the of the of the MCU. So that's why I kind of feel like it's better than the others that I've already listed. But in terms of overall, it, it wasn't good. It was not good. Um, yeah, so there you go. Um, all right, next up, from uh, we got a, uh, the number 12 movie. Uh, came out uh, yeah. came out May 5th. It's our Cinco de Mayo, as some people call it. Uh, 2017, so almost a year ago. Uh it uh, made 146 million opening weekend, 180, no, 389 domestic, 863 worldwide. It's got a, a Rotten Tomato score of 83, Metacritic score of 67, uh, IMDb of 7.7. I got an A. Cinescore I did see it in the theaters, and it is a Disney movie. <laughs> it's uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Um. I'm not going to sit here and say it was a bad movie, because it definitely wasn't a bad movie. Um, the reason why it's as low on my list as it is, and this is probably one of the ones that people would maybe argue with me on, is it was a disappointing movie. Um, the first one was so new and different and fun and unexpected, because, you know, who the hell heard of the Guardians of the Galaxy, you know? Uh, it wasn't like, it's you know, it's not a huge, like, um, IP, you know, like... I've heard of them, but it was like I didn't really know anything about them. And then, you know, Chris Pratt came along, and, you know, he was getting big at the time. Um, you know, it's before he blew up for the Jurassic World, but this helped, certainly. Um, um, but, you know, then you get the expectations from the first one. The first one was really good. And then you, the second one comes along, and all it just, I feel like it tr- tried too much, <laughs> if anything. It just was trying too hard. You know, the first one was kind of like, ah, here we go, Guardians of the Galaxy, well, who cares, whatever. And I was like, oh my god, this is really good. And then it's like, the second one, you know, you had a lot of anticipation, so you tried too hard. And I, I don't know, it just, it falls flat on many different levels. Um, and it's not bad, it's just, you know, there's a lot there's a lot of good stuff kind of builds up towards the end. And then the end is just bad. <laughs> It's just, it just goes off the rails, and it's just not good. Um, yeah, and I think it tries too hard to be funny at certain points. And it's like, you know, I get it's trying to be funny. The first one was funny, so they got to stay being funny, but it, it doesn't work a lot of the times. The jokes fall flat or just rehashes of jokes from the first one. And yeah, so, it, yeah, it ended up on 12 of my list. Um, and like I said, it's not that it's bad, it's just... Not as good. <laughs> uh, all right, number eleven. Um, this movie came out May first, two thousand fifteen. Made one hundred ninety-one million dollars uh, opening weekend. Um, one, no, sorry, four four fifty-nine million domestic, one point four billion. It's a lot of money uh, worldwide. Got seventy-five percent Rotten Tomatoes. 6.6 Metacritic, 7.4 IMDb. It got an A cinema score. I did not see it in the theaters. It is a Disney film. It was Avengers Age of Ultron. And 
this one's one that I, I really was down on when I first saw it. And, you know, again, uh, from, you know, when you moved off from the first Avengers to this one, like if you don't count anything in between or whatever, uh, like and kind of just compare those two, it's it was such a drop off. And a, a lot of my issue was kind of similar with the Guardians. It was, it was, I mean, not so much that, but it just rehashed the story. It was basically the same story, except that instead of being in New York, now it's in Sokovia and it's floating. It's like, okay. And they threw in a couple new characters. But it's like Loki versus Ultron as bad guys. It's kind of like, yeah, I mean, you know, whatever. Like, it kind of seems the same and everything seems kind of the same. And there's infighting and blah, blah, blah. And then you have the whole scene with Hawkeye has a family and it's like, who cares? Um, and then there's the whole Quicksilver thing where it's like, oh, here's Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch, but Quicksilver's dead now because he's going to be an X-Men and that's kind of weird. So maybe we'll just kill him so that there's not confusion. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, but I will say this, if I had done this list before I'd watched these all again, I probably had this lower. Um, you know... I've enjoy- I enjoyed it more this time around than I had previously, and maybe that's just because I knew, you know, I didn't. I watched it more of on a, a bigger level of the MCU rather comparing it to just the first Avengers. I'm comparing it to everything, and so I think that moved it bumped it up a little bit. I don't know where it would have necessarily landed. Maybe behind Guardians of the Galaxy, definitely behind Guardians of the Galaxy Part Two. Maybe behind Iron Man Three. I don't know. That, that it would have been close, but. I have a little bit more respect for it, especially since it connects a lot more things in the whole MCU, you know, you know, and that's the thing. I watched them all kind of as a whole, as opposed to each individual movie and, uh, kind of, you know, changed my opinion a little bit on this one. Uh, okay. So moving on, uh, next movie also came out in 2015, July 17th, uh, made 57 million opening weekends. So not, not amazing. (laughs) Second worst opening weekend, second worst opening weekend of all these movies behind Hulk, um, except for Hulk, I should say. Um, uh, I made 180 overall domestic, 519 worldwide. Um, so it ended up in kind of the middle of the pack there. Um, uh, it uh, got a it uh, down. 82% Rotten Tomatoes, 64 Metacritic, 7.3 IMDb. It got another A at the cinema score. I did not see it in theaters. It is a Disney film, and it is Ant-Man. Um, you know, this is another one I feel like was similar to Guardians of the Galaxy that came out the year before. Was not a lot of people familiar with Ant-Man. Um, but you throw in a good character, I mean, a good actor, or a good actor to fill the character, like Paul Rudd, similar to how Chris Pratt... Uh, with Star-Lord, you know, surround him with a decent cast, um, and, you know, I mean, Michael Peña is really funny, uh, that whole cruise is good, you know, they got, you know, you know, obviously, uh, Michael Douglas is in the role, his role, you know, and it was very surprising, and, you know, you know, not a lot of people know what to expect, and I feel like that, that bodes to, or that calls to the opening weekend a lot more, a lot of people didn't go out and see an opening weekend, because they were like, what the hell is this Ant-Man thing? And then, you know, over time it did better than, you know, say, it probably would have normally. Um, 
given that opening weekend. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's just a fun, another, it's similar to Guardians of the Galaxy. It was another fun uh, movie. You know, again, similar to Guardians of the Galaxy, I guess I didn't really mention, well, because I haven't gotten to it, but <laughs> more so with the second one, too, is it's not really connected at all yet um, when it came out. It has since then, but when this came out, similar to Guardians of the Galaxy, um, you know, it wasn't connected. You know, and these are the post-Avengers, so these are Phase 2 movies, where, as all the other guys, all the other characters had kind of connected at that point, these two, Guardians and Ant-Man, were kind of separate. Um, so you didn't really know what to expect or how it's going to work. Um, whereas other movies that are coming up, coming up soon... Like Black Panther or, or Spider-Man. I mean, Spider-Man's a little different because everyone knows Spider-Man. But Black Panther, but specifically Spider-Man to the MCU, was they were introduced in another movie. So when you saw their movie, you already had some kind of con- uh, continuity um, or connection with their character in the MCU. As opposed to Ant-Man, where it's like, or Guardians is like, alright, here's this other thing. Eventually, they'll be involved, but here, for now, they're doing this other thing. But regardless of that, Ant-Man is a really fun, kind of surprisingly good movie. Uh, Paul Rudd's really good as Ant-Man, I feel like. Um, and that, I think he knows that character. Uh, and I don't know if that's anything like what it is in the comic book, because, again, I don't really know anything about Ant-Man. But, uh, you know, it works for it works for this. So, yeah, so that's uh, number 10, Ant-Man. Um, all right. And similar, I guess, to Ant-Man um, and Guardians. I kind of left this one out. But number nine, we have um, another Disney movie. I mean, most of these are Disney movies. But there are a couple that are, aren't aren't Disney or aren't specifically Disney or, de- or solo Disney. Uh, coming up with that a bit. All right. So, anyways, this one came out in December, uh, November 1st, uh, 2016. Made eighty-five million dollars opening weekend, two thirty-two at uh, domestic, six seventy-seven worldwide, eighty-nine percent Rotten Tomato, which is pretty up there. Um, Seventy-two Metacritic, seven point five IMDb. It got an A at Cinema Score. I did see it in the theaters, uh, and it is Doctor Strange. Again, so similar to Ant-Man or Guardians, um, it's kind of separate. Or it starts off that way. He wasn't introduced in a different movie and then here's his here's his movie. It's separate. Um, and um, it will eventually lead... It does eventually, you know, all connect with, um, with everything. Um, you know, and certainly in the Infinity War it will. But it already, they sort of teased it in Thor. But, so, you know, so different than Ant-Man or Doctors or Guardians of the Galaxy. This one is a definitely more serious tone than those. Where those were kind of jokey and, you know, here's Chris Pratt and Paul Rudd. Now you got Benedict Cumberbatch. And it's it's a different tone, a very different tone than those. In you know, I mean, it's jokey as much as any MCU movie is going to be. That's not Thor, uh, Dark World. Um, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, basically just Thor, Dark World. But um, 
you know, it, it's definitely in, introduced that whole magic part of the MCU, which, you know, is cool. It gets a little ridiculous, I would say, at points. Um, and it kind of is weird to think about how it's going to all connect with um, everything. But at the same time, it's like, I guess a lot of that stuff in Thor and whatever, too. It's like, okay, you know, I mean, it's all goofy craziness that's hard to believe. But, you know, now you're dealing with magic and there's, you know, all sorts of crazy, like, tra- transporting and whatever and you know, it's 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 a bit rougher to understand than say Iron Man or the Hulk. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh the Hulk, he gets mad and he gets green and beats pe- people up and then he gets not green and then he's you know, a regular guy again. It's like Doctor Strange has this thing where he can ch- control time but then he can sling rings and and there's the Iagamato and then blah 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 and blah 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 and it's like wait but he reads these books and can have these spells and can go to different universes and different timelines and different blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it's a lot more convoluted, but that doesn't mean it bat- was bad. You know, I have a number nine, so obviously I enjoyed it. Um, you know, it's definitely a good movie, um, and it's definitely leading up to tying in with everything else. So, yeah, it's 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 a good watch. Um, it was really cool in the theaters, I guess. Uh, might take away from it on the... You know, watching it on you know, TV or something like that, I guess, as opposed to going to, to theaters to see it. But, um, yeah, I, I like Doctor Strange. And, um, you know, it's it's interesting that they chose to include him in this. But, you know, I will see how it plays out. Because, you know, there's certain other characters that they haven't included yet that kind of would make sense to. Although, I, I guess they eventually all will be. Whatever. Alright. Next up, number 8. This movie just came out a couple months ago. um, On February 16th. It made $202 million opening weekend. Crazy. Um, And as of now, because it's definitely not done making money yet. It's it's got $681 um, domestic million dollars domestic. Which is the highest um, of all the MCU movies. And $1.3 billion worldwide. Uh, which makes it third right now, uh, and we'll see how that where that ends up because it's it's not done. Ninety six percent Rotten Tomatoes, um, eighty eight Metacritic, seven point seven IMDb, A plus Center Score. I did see it in the theaters, and has Black Panther. And I know this is this is another one that's probably going to cause controversy because I have it so low at number eight. But here's part of my issue with that: I have only seen it once. I just watched all the other ones again. Um, It's tough for me to kind of, you know, judge it yet in this kind of, like, listing scenarios, given that I've only seen it once. Uh, It was definitely good. Don't get me wrong. Uh, 96% on Rotten Tomato good. I don't know about that. Um, You know, there's, there's certain hype around this movie that I feel like might make it a little bit overrated might i don't know it's questionable um not to say that it's bad because it's definitely not bad you know i have it at number eight here but um you know and it's definitely good and you know but it's and it's another one of those things where it's like okay the storyline in and of itself isn't totally connected yes they connect it here and there 
um, to the rest of the movies. But you already know who Black Panther is from, you know, the previous uh, Civil Captain America Civil War. And he's already, you know, talked, you know, you already interact with other people and stuff like that. Not that he does really in this movie other than like, say, um, um, Martin Freeman's character, who's Everett Ross, not to be confused with Thunderbolt Ross, even though they were both in civil, uh, Captain America Civil War. And I was like, wait, are they related? No, have nothing to do with each other. That's weird that they would both be in this movie then. Um, and then, um. Andy Serkis' character from the Age of Ultron is also involved, which makes sense given that his whole thing was stealing vibranium, which comes from Wakanda. Um, yeah, there's a lot of connections to Wakanda throughout the series that when you didn't really think about it, you wouldn't have picked up on until like it's like, oh, wait, wait, Wakanda. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's okay. They're, they're definitely leading towards the Black Panther for quite some time actually uh without you kind of really knowing it up in you know obviously civil war you know <laughs> but uh yeah so i mean it's definitely a good movie don't get me wrong and uh you know it's you know it's good introduction um to wakanda um because you know obviously you saw black panther in civil war but we didn't see wakanda and wakanda is definitely going to play a big part in infinity war and i'm not Spoiling anything here, I'm just talking about the trailers that I've seen, so. If you haven't seen any trailers or commercials yet, I don't know, you probably just don't care. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, so there we go. That's number eight on my list, so. Moving on to number seven. Um, this movie came out last November 3rd. Uh, made $122 million opening weekend. three fifteen. Uh, domestic, eight fifty three worldwide, ninety two, uh, Rotten Tomatoes seven, seventy four Metacritic seven point nine IMDb A at the Cinema Score. Yes, I did see it in the theaters. Um, it is a Disney film, and that is Thor Ragnarok. Now, it's just so night and day how they went from Thor Dark World to Thor Ragnarok. Now, yes, I know a lot happened between that. Um. Although, specifically, just with Thor, I guess all it was was Age of Ultron. But I think in Age of Ultron, you know, Thor, more so than in Avengers, I feel like kind of shined a different light on himself. He's a bit more comedic. Um, not that he wasn't told, not that he was completely not comedic in any of the others, but certainly more comedic in, in Age of Ultron. And I feel like they kind of picked up on that. Um,. And obviously, given what Dark World was, they're like, we we need to go in a different direction. This movie didn't, you know, Dark World was not good. People didn't really like it. Um, you know, it didn't do as well at the box office as a lot of the other movies. What do we? What can we do? Kind of change this up. I mean, throwing Hulk into it to begin with is a good good start. I mean, it makes it kind of a buddy film, you know, to kind of you know change it up a bit. Um, you know, and and you know, obviously, you know, you, you you change the the tone of the movie by moving it off Asgard and moving it onto the garbage planet for a good portion of the movie. Uh, and Jeff Goldblum is the grandmaster or whatever, so that that really changes up the the you know, the dynamic from like, oh well, here's Odin ruling Asgard to. Oh, here's Jeff Goldblum being Jeff Goldblum in some trash planet and having people fight each other and having random parades for the Hulk. So, yeah, it definitely, you know, 
it definitely does well to change that up um, from you know the different setting. And you know they also go to New York real quick to, to check in with Doctor Strange, but you kind of already knew that from the end of Doctor Strange, because that was the tag. Um, but um, furthermore, um, you know you introduce Valkyrie. Um, you know they introduce the goddess of death or whatever her name is, Hel- Helena, the goddess of death. Is that what she is? Um, you know that's the Asgard part of it. That's that's a little more serious, I guess, in tone. But uh, you know the Valkyrie part with you know, and you have the the rock guy and his buddy. Um, they're all very comedic. You know, even Loki, he's fairly comedic in it. Um, you know, and and you kind of get the mending of the fences between Thor and Loki to a degree. Yes, of course, Loki tries to turn on Thor as he always does. And I'm guessing he's going to again in Infinity War. Uh, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, just given that, you know, what Dark War was to what Ragnarok was, obviously they realized they needed to change. And they did. And it worked. And it, you know, did better box office numbers. It did better uh, critically. Just people like it. <laughs> you know? Thor Darkworld felt almost more like, all right, this, uh, I guess if I'm going to continue watching the MCU, I got to get through this. Whereas Thor, Dark, Thor Ragnarok was almost like, oh, wow, what is this? This is really intriguing. Because, you know, if you had told me, um, you know, a year, a couple years ago, even, you know, that there A, would have been another Thor movie. I'd be like, yeah, maybe. But B, that it would be actually good. <laughs> And three, that would be like in my top half of my MCU movies. I would have thought you're crazy. I'm like, nah, no, no way. But, you know, they found a way to do it. Um, obviously, having Hulk in it, you know, as a main character uh, helps because, again, they can't do a Hulk movie. So it's like, well, what else are they going to do? Okay, they'll throw him in, you know, as a big role in the Thor movie. Um, yeah. And, you know, it's going to lead directly, I think, right into the beginning of Infinity War. Um, because it makes sense. <laughs> now, I know Black Panther is in, in between that, but it makes sense. Um, all right, so moving on. Let's, uh, that was number seven. Uh, we'll move on to number six. Uh, this movie came out also last year, uh, July 7th. 2017 it made 117 million dollars opening weekend 124 uh domestic no sorry what did i just say 334 domestic uh 880 worldwide uh 92 rotten tomatoes 74 metacritic 7.9 imdb got an a on the cinema score i started in the theaters but this one no sorry what did i say 73 uh, metacritic 7.5 uh imdb a Cinema score. Yes, I saw it in the theaters. It's a Sony movie. Um, interestingly enough, uh, that of course means it's Spider-Man. Um, and yeah, this is a tough. This was a tough one uh, for for the whole thing because you got to figure this is the third time around that they've rebooted Spider-Man. This is your third iteration of Spider-Man. I know what you might say. Well, there's been three Supermans, there's been six Batmans, or whatever. Yeah, but, like, 
if you look at the Supermans, that like the first Superman was like 1979 or something, um, and you know that there's been three since 1979. Okay, that's not a lot. Now I know there wasn't a lot of movies in in between some of that time or whatever, but whatever. Batman, there's uh, if you don't count Adam West, there's been five. Um, but the thing with that is, is the first three were of the same iteration. Uh, George Clooney, uh, Val Kilmer and Michael Keaton were all the same storyline Batman. Uh, and then obviously, uh, Christian Bale was, and now Ben Affleck is, uh, but that's over the course from 1989 to now. Um, Spider-Man, you had, you know, Tobey Maguire, then Andrew Garfield, and now Tom Holland, over the course of like what was it, sixteen years, fifteen years, yeah, f- well, even less, fourteen years, because if you take you know the first Spider Man came out two thousand two, and then Tom Holland was in Civil War in two thousand sixteen, yeah, so fourteen over fourteen years you have three different versions of Spider Man, um, but that's the thing about this movie though is they don't do that like you know they don't do a lot of the pre story. Um, Uncle Ben's already dead. His parents are already dead. He's already Spider-Man. He already got bit. You know, he's already been with Iron Man fighting in Civil War. You know, and that was a good job on that, where they introduced him in that, to the point where there wasn't time to do his backstory. Um, you don't need to do it. And then you brought him into um, Homecoming. It's different with Black Panther, because yes, they did do that sort of same thing with Black Panther, whereas, okay, well, he's introduced in Civil War... And now he's got his own movie. But his own movie was like, well, yeah, but how many people actually know about Black Panther? Right, we should kind of tell the story a little bit here. So that made more sense. Whereas Spider-Man's like, yeah, you know Spider-Man. It's the same Spider-Man. He's not different. He's got a different aunt. Or he's got a different actress playing Aunt May. But yeah, he doesn't need an Uncle Ben. He doesn't need any of that stuff. He's Spider-Man. Let him go do Spider-Man stuff. Uh, so yeah, that was a really good part of it. It's It's a funny movie. You know, it's set in high school's. As opposed to the other Spider-Mans where you're like, oh, he's in high school. Well, actually, now he's not in high school anymore. Like, they do that real quick. This one, they're like, okay, let's focus. This is like a very brief period of time. And they tell the whole story within a very brief period of time of the movie. Michael Keaton's really good as the vulture, as the bad guy. Um, and, um, yeah, it's a very solid movie and it interconnects. You have Iron Man in there, Happy Hogan's in there. Uh, and internet interacts with MCU really well. You know, they tease him being a part of the Avengers. Um, so yeah, it, it was a really good movie, and you know, it, it you know it, it was a tough task for both Sony and the MCU to have. Here's this new Spider-Man. Um, you know, and, and in terms of Spider-Man movies, I, I'd probably put it two or three. Uh, yeah, two or three is definitely because you know the original Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire. It has its issues, but in terms of, like, what the, it generated in terms of buzz and, like, the funness of it, I mean, you could hack that movie to death, especially as a Spider-Man critic. Like, wait, his web shooters come out of his actual arms instead of, you know, he, him having to build stuff? You know, because that's debatable. There's a de- definitely a lot of other things in the movie are very questionable, but at the same time, it was, like, a fun... Here we go. Here's a fun... Um you know, different, um, superhero movie, 
uh, you know, similar to X-Men in that, like, okay, we're doing something different now. It's like, it's not just Spider-Man, I mean, not just Superman and, and Batman, which we've done a million times now and got people gotten bored of. Um, here's, super, here's Spider-Man. We haven't seen Spider-Man on the film yet. Just do something. It was really good. And the second one followed up really good, too. Third one was terrible. And, uh, and then the Amazing Spider-Man. The first one's okay. Uh, and then the second one was terrible. <laughs> So there you go, Spider-Man, number six. All right, let's move on to number five. Uh, This is Back to Being a Disney Film. Came out August 1st, 2014. Uh, Made $94 million opening weekend. 333 domestic, 773 worldwide. Uh, 91 Rotten Tomatoes, 76 IMDb, 8.1 and IM... No, sorry, 76 Metacritic, 8.1 IMDb. God, nay, I did not see in theaters... It is Guardians of the Galaxy. Now, I already talked about this one uh, to some extent when I talked about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, and I compared it a bit to Ant-Man um, in, in that it was, okay, who the hell are Guardians of the Galaxy? Like, what the hell is this? I mean, you know, not a lot of people expecting a lot of it. Not a lot of people know the story of the Guardian Galaxy. Not, you know, it's just... It, you're not familiar with it, so it's kind of a risk for the MCU to be like, all right, here's the Guardians of the Galaxy. And it's like, really? Oh, okay. All right. Who's in it? It's like, oh, well, you know, it's the guy from Parks and Rec. Okay, yeah. Uh, it's the chick from, um, uh, that was blue in Avatar, but now she's green in this movie. She was in Star Trek, too. Uh, okay, all right, okay, cool. It's uh, Batista, you know. The animal Batista, the wrestler guy, he he's gonna be in it, but he's gonna be like all like weird, weird in a weird like suit too, sort of like his skin's gonna be all weird color. Oh, okay, uh, Vin Diesel's gonna be a tree. Yeah, all right, okay, okay, sure, sure. And uh, Bradley Cooper is a talking raccoon. Uh, okay, yeah, I mean this this all sounds terrible, <laughs> but it was actually really good. You know, it's like okay, all right, we can make this work. <laughs> and they did and it was really good it was funny because that was the thing about it it's like ah you know being funny being a funny movie hadn't really been a thing there had been comedic elements to the previous movies but to be a straight up like comedy uh and um a superhero movie uh you know in the mcu or whatever it was all of a sudden like okay that's different it's different let's let's check it out and yeah they did a really good job with it and um and it kind of changed what the the tonal you know idea of the mcu could be and you know given what i just talked about when thor ragnarok and spider-man homecoming which are very comedic as well uh yeah they went the comedic route uh to a good good extent uh with their movies which is odd i mean you know iron man obviously it's tony stark's got f- funny things about him captain america not not so much <laughs> thor n- up until age ultron no uh but um yeah to go in this direction with this unknown um um unknown uh, ip of guardians of the galaxy or lesser known ip i should say was a really really interesting take and you know and i don't think a lot of the guardian the galaxy like fanboys if there are any were completely stoked about it because i don't think necessarily this added adaptation of the guardians of the galaxy is even really a thing i'm not like again i don't know i'm not really that familiar with guardians of the galaxy in terms of the comic books and stuff like that but 
I don't know. It was, it was. I feel like it was a risk, and they wanted to do it, and they did it, and they did it well. So, it uh, in the end, it all worked out, and uh, then the second one happened, and we already talked about that. So, <laughs> let's move on, shall we? Um, all right. So, that was number five. So, moving on to number four. This movie also came out in 2014, uh, April 4th, uh, to be exact. Um, it uh, made $94 million, $95 million opening weekend, 259 uh, domestic, 714 worldwide, uh, 89% on Rotten Tomatoes, 70, uh, Metacritic 7.8, IMDb, got A, Cinema Score, I did not see it in the theaters, and it is Captain America, The Winter Soldier. Um, now... Very similar in the way that, well, I mean, I guess they had no choice, I guess, in this one to go a different direction from the from the first Avenger because, first, like I said, the first Avenger took place in World War Two, and now he's in current day. And he was frozen, and now he's unfrozen. He's unfrozen caveman lawyer, sort of, <laughs> in, in a sense, unfrozen caveman Avenger as it were, but now he'd also been in Avengers, and now he, you know, is more into that storyline, so, you know, you, you can have Nick Fury in this, you can have, um, um, you can have, um, Black Widow and stuff in it, and, you know, you can integrate it into the, the main storyline and whatever, but the other thing is, then, okay, you can bring back other characters, yes, Peggy Olsen, or Peggy Olsen, <laughs> Peggy Olsen, Jesus, uh, Peggy Carter's in it briefly, but then you got the whole Winter Soldier. It's like, oh, wait, Bucky. Remember Bucky from the first one? Yeah, yeah, he's in this too. He he was also frozen or something. We don't, I don't know. We, we don't know. Hydra did something to him. Um, and yeah, so now he's part of Hydra. And then you got this whole Hydra shield bal- uh, you know, fight that plays out. And, you know, it's very well connected to the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, in the TV show, which I believe was at the end of the first season at the time. Uh, although it was a bit annoying, given that this 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 movie came out on April fourth, so it was like unless you saw, um, unless you saw Captain America that first weekend, but we're watching Agents of Shield, it kind of ruined it for you because it was like a, the weekend after the movie came out, it was like oh okay cool Captain America saves Washington now let's now Shield's all in disarray and. Nick Fury's missing or dead or whatever. Like, what are we gonna? What are we gonna do now? Okay, let's do something else. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Why was that even necessary to do? You just ruined the movie. I mean, not to say that oh, Captain America's not going to save the day in Washington D.C. Or, or whatever, but it was kind of like, wait, what? <laughs> okay, I mean, you gave me like a couple days to see the movie, and you're already ruining it for me. But whatever doesn't take away from the movie and it was really good and it was Russo Brothers first entry into the film so that bodes well for Infinity War I hope because they're doing that one and the next one and they're also doing another movie that I haven't mentioned yet so since we're on number four already uh good signs for them um but yeah Captain America the Winter Soldier total 360 360 total 360 no, total 180 from the first film. Well, I feel like similar to Dark World and Thor Ragnarok. Maybe not quite on the same level. Because um, tonally it wasn't like super different. 
it was just the actual plot and like storyline was a lot better i felt um but yeah and the bucky story was is really cool and um they continued that and and yeah all right so all right let's, that was number four let's move on to number three um this one came out may uh 2nd 2008 this was the one that started it all uh, so you know what it is, 90, $98 million opening weekend, which was really crazy given that there was nothing really behind this. It was just like, okay, Iron Man, I, I know Iron Man, sure. Um, but uh, it had nothing to like really go off of prior to that. You know, it was like, Iron Man? Yeah, I guess. Um, but to make $98 million opening weekend, given it was the start of this whole thing, it was very, very nuts. Um and then um at uh, 318 domestic for 585 worldwide it's a paramount movie yes it is uh 94 uh, rotten tomatoes 79 metacritic 7.9 on imdb got an a and uh cinema score and no i did not see it in the theaters um i didn't go to the theaters much back then in those days i guess not until 2016 i guess um yeah, it's Iron Man. Um, I am Iron Man, Iron Man, Iron Man. Um, that's not how the song goes at all. <laughs> yeah, so Robert Downey Jr., who honestly, prior to Iron Man, was kind of not doing much. Um, you know, he'd done, a f- obviously, a lot of stuff over the years. But in terms of, like, um, recently, up until that point, he, you know, had been a few things that were maybe not great. I don't really remember. Uh, but he wasn't exactly the box office, uh, you know, uh, juggernaut he became after this. So, you know, it was kind of a risk to, you know, go Robert Downey Jr. It may have made more sense to go with maybe an unknown or maybe someone a little more, uh, less uh, controversial, I guess. Um, you know. Robert Downey Jr. had his had some moments in the 80s and 90s, let's just say that. Um, that weren't exactly, you know, flattering. But yeah, so to have him in the movie, I mean, you got Jeff Bridges as the bad guy, so that's cool. Uh, I mean, Terrence Howard as War Machine, although he wasn't War Machine in the first one. And then eventually he never really became War Machine. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, the Iron Man is, yeah, it's just, it's, you know, the, you know, and on the opposite side of like Spider-Man where you don't need to see his backstory again, like Iron Man, I don't know. I didn't know it became Iron Man. I had no idea. I wasn't too familiar with Iron Man in terms of like story. So yeah, it was really cool to see how that all developed and, you know, kind of interweaving some of the characters that have been throughout the MCU, like Pepper Potts and Happy Hogan and whatever. Uh, yeah, it was a really good like kickoff to the whole thing. And um, then, you know, obviously you got the tag at the end of Iron Man where Nick Fury wants to talk to him about the uh, Avenger, um, the Avenger thing. And, and, you know, at that point, I don't think anyone really knew what their plans were to for all of this. Um, and, you know, but yeah, that kicked it off. And, you know, it's a really good movie and it still stands up, I would say, having just watched it a couple weeks ago. Still stands up, and it's, you know, number three on my list, and, um, deserves to be. Alright, let's move on. Number two, um, this movie came out in May, 
a lot of these movies came out in May. Um, May, and it's surprising Infinity War won't come out in May, but there's reasons for that. We'll get over. We'll touch it. We'll all talk about that in a minute. Um, May fourth, two thousand twelve, uh, made two hundred and seven million dollars opening weekend, which at the time was the record. Uh, it then got broken by um, uh, Star Wars: Force Awakens, which still has holds the record. Uh, Six hundred and twenty-three million uh, domestic, one point five billion worldwide, which is still the uh, number one grossing movie for the MCU um, as of right now. Um, I don't think Black Panther will catch it, but could Infinity War? It could, possibly. We'll see. I don't know. Uh, Ninety-two Rotten Tomato, uh, sixty-nine Metacritic, eight point one. IMDb A plus Cinescore I did not see in the theaters. Uh, it's a parent one of those weird Paramount Disney ones because they hadn't Paramount still had their deal uh, for this one. Um, and it of course is the Avengers. Um, Marvel's the Avengers. That that was what they always called it was Marvel's the Avengers because there was an Avengers movie based off of the, like the British TV show like that came out I don't know sometime in the nineties I want to say. Um, so they, they kind of had to Marvel's The Avengers. Let's not confuse it for some old movie about an old TV show. Um, but yeah, um, so this was the culmination of the first phase. And it all kind of came together. And while, you know, Iron Man was really good, uh, Hulk wasn't good, Thor wasn't great, Captain America The First Avengers wasn't really good, Iron Man 2 was pretty terrible. Didn't really have high hopes. And then, boom, Avengers, really good. Bringing all the characters, bringing, you know, at, you know, they had added them throughout the other movies, but Hawkeye and, and, um, <clears throat> and, um, sorry, Black Widow, you know, now it all kind of comes together and they're fighting Loki, who, you know, from, from, um, you know, uh, um, Thor. And, you know, you start introducing Infinity Stones and stuff that, you know, they kind of introduced, I guess, in Captain America first. Um, I don't know. I guess it was in Thor. No, was it? I don't know. Anyways. um, Yes. So, Avengers. uh, Certainly better than Age of Ultron in my mind. The first Avengers is still really super good. Again, having watched all these movies again, like, you know, it may have changed a few of my things here or there, but... Certainly, Avengers was definitely going to be in top five, no matter what, I imagined. Um, and yeah, I mean, there's not really much else to say. Um, I mean, I guess, you know, this is kind of the first real big movie co- collaborating a ton of superheroes, in my mind, that I can think of. Obviously, they tried to do it with the Justice League. It didn't really work out. I mean, you know... You know, it's a tough thing to do because, you know, you don't want... Is it too much? Is it going to be too much? Is there going to be too many people? Is it going to be confusing? Because that's certainly sort of the things that happened with Spider-Man 3 and Batman and Robin and stuff. There was just too many villains and too many people. And it was like there's Batgirl and Robin and, you know, then there's... You know, I don't know. It was just too much going on in those movies. So it was like, all right, well, now you have them all, all these superheroes in this one movie. Like, is it going to be too much? But really wasn't and it worked and it's uh super good and yeah it's number two all right now we get to number one and if you're counting along at home you know what it is um but uh this movie came out may 4th 2000 no may 6 2016 
$179 million opening weekend, 408 domestic, 1.1 billion worldwide, uh, 91 Rotten Tomatoes, 75 Metacritic, 7.8 IMDb. Uh, it got an A. Um, a, yes, got an A. And cinema score, I did see it in the theaters twice, actually. Uh, it is a Disney film, and that is Captain America Civil War. It's almost could be called Avengers Civil War if you really want to get technical about it, because this is literally an Avengers movie. It, you know, I know Thor and, and Hulk aren't in it technically, but if you take out Thor and Hulk, you had Ant Man, you had you had Spider Man, you had Black Panther, you know, it it it's you know on top of Vision and Scarlet Witch that you added in the previous um, Age of Ultron, on top of Iron Man and Captain America and. And Winter Soldier, and Hawkeye, and and uh, Black Widow, and War Machine, and Falcon—you know—they're all there, you know. And it's crazy to think that there's really no bad guy in this movie. I mean, yes, there is it's Zemo, and yes, I understand that he tries to get everyone mad at each other, and blah blah blah. And you know, ultimately, he kind of does that. <laughs> he succeeds. If nothing else, the bad guy sort of wins, you know, because at the end of this movie, um, Iron Man hates Captain America, and you know. Avengers are pretty much blown to pieces. Um, so, yeah, it's not exactly a happy ending, but, you know, that doesn't mean it's not good because, I mean, you know, Empire Strikes Back is probably my favorite Star Wars movie, and that doesn't really have an happy ending. So, yeah, I mean, you know, ultimately, the fight at the airport is probably the best scene there's been in the MCU, period. Um, I mean, you can argue with something else, but I don't know. That's my favorite scene, I think, ever. Um, so far. So far. We'll see what happens in Infinity War. Um, but yeah. So, yeah. Captain America Civil War. Uh, I know they don't do a ton with the Infinity Stones. I know. I mean, obviously, a Vision has one. So, there's that there. So, it doesn't really necessarily set up much for that in terms of the Infinity War. But it definitely lays the groundwork for tension that needs to be solidified you know the avengers need to be brought back together so there's definitely a lot to go, more to do um to get them to where they will be to fight thanos and and whatever but you know you introduce black panther you introduce spider-man i mean those are huge um obviously ant-man's first interaction with everyone huge um yeah all right so there you go civil war uh captain america Again, could just be Avengers, if you want to call it that. Civil War. Um, yeah, it's definitely my favorite. Um, but hopefully it won't be after I see Infinity War. Hopefully Infinity War is my favorite. Because, hey, I want it to be better. Be better. Um, so, alright, let's just preview a little bit about Infinity War. Having watched all these movies now, I can kind of give you a little bit of a... I don't know anything other than the commercials and... and, and um, and trailers and stuff, so let's just briefly talk about stuff. Where is everybody? Well, not not to ruin anything, but uh, Bucky may be in Wakanda as we start at the end of Civil War, and he might still be there as we start at the end of another movie. Um, I don't know where everyone is specifically, but Thor is um, on a spaceship with Loki and Hulk and a bunch of other people. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy are, I guess, on a spaceship somewhere. See, that's the interesting thing about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. That didn't... That still happened, like, right after 1. 
because if you do the math on what they say in the beginning, it's still 19 or it's 2014 because it opens with 1980 and it says 34 years later. But that's when Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one, took place. So I guess this happens right after that. But then what's been going on the last four years, I guess. I don't know. Maybe we'll find out. Um, yeah, everyone else. I mean, Ant-Man was... Well, I guess Captain America broke everyone out of the prison at the end of Civil War. So uh, Hawkeye and Scarlet Witch and um, Ant-Man and Falcon also presumably get out of jail. Uh, War Machine was still trying to walk again. So hopefully he's walking again. I'm assuming he's walking again. Or whatever. At least something happened. Uh, Tony's being Tony. Spider-Man's Spider-Manning. I don't know. That's about it. Vision's visioning. Um, so there we go. Thanos is still in space. Don't really know what happened to Goddess of Death or whatever her name is. Because that could play a factor. Because that's... Storyline-wise in the comic books, that's that's a huge deal. But we'll see. Um, but where are the Infinity Stones? All right, let's talk about it. Um, so there's six Infinity Stones. Well, and the and the and the and the, um, the Infinity Gauntlet, which we know Thanos has. The one that Odin had was a fake. They at least mentioned that in Ragnarok because it was in the first one, like in the background, and a lot of people mentioned it. And then kind of you know they kind of had to talk about it. So that that's a fake. Um, but all right, so. Let's go over them. There's the uh, Time Stone, which is green. That's on the Eye of Agamotto that um, Doctor Strange has. There's the Mind Stone, which is yellow. That's the one that's in Vision's head. There's the Power Stone, which the Nova Corps has. But as seen in the trailers, it's on Thanos's in Gauntlet, so he gets it somehow. There's the blue one, which is the Space Stone which was in Odin's uh, treasure chest or whatever it's called that Loki grabbed before uh, Asgard blew up in Thor Ragnarok. So he has it, but it's on the Infinity Gauntlet as we see in the trailers. So clearly he gets the Loki somehow or another. Um, There's the Reality Stone, which is the red one, which the Collector has. And then there's the Soul Stone, which I guess is orange, but we haven't seen it anywhere. But the rumors are that it's in Wakanda, but they haven't mentioned that at all. Or they really haven't talked about it at all, and no one knows where it is. And it's not on Thanos' gauntlet, so he doesn't have it. Uh, So I guess we'll all find out what all happens. So clearly uh, Thanos pays a visit to the Nova Corps, unless someone else did for him. And somehow he has that. And then clearly Loki and Thanos uh, are going to talk to each other or presumably talk to each other or something at some point he'll probably turn on everyone and join thanos because that's what loki does and give him the uh, the uh, space stone so there you go that should cover everything that should get you all ready to go see uh in- infinity war i'm hoping i get to go see it this weekend um at some point i got way so much sports and other things going on i'm gonna have to figure out a time to go see it but yeah Hopefully it's good. Hopefully it's the best movie. Hopefully that's number one in this list and everything gets bounced, bounced down. Back, blah, 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 blah. Yes, exactly. Bounced down a bit. Um, yeah, so thanks for listening. I know it's been a couple episodes back-to-back here, but with lots of stuff going on, I didn't want to make it like a four-hour episode. I wanted to split it up a bit and um, felt like this one 
this one topic kind of deserved its own uh, episode. So thanks for listening. Um, as always, you can check me out at Razor Vader on Twitter. You can go to the blog at uh, RazorVader.blogspot.com. You can subscribe to the One Man Renegade podcast on uh, Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. Um, and yeah, give me five stars and give me a nice review and leave a comment and let me know what maybe your list is. And uh, yeah, we'll I'll be back soon, uh, maybe next week because I guess there's another wrestling thing going on. Of course there is, there always is. Um, and there's more sports and movies and TV to talk about. Maybe I'll give you a quick little review of Infinity War. Hopefully, if I get to go see it, and we'll be back to with you next time. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thank you.